This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Shut up and sit down. On the Fans First Network, Tim Benz along with you. Breakfast with Benz podcast. It's our weekly hockey podcast with Seth Rorba, who's joining me a day early because I'm heading out to Vegas for the weekend. So uh, Seth kind enough to adjust his schedule as we get set for the Penguins tonight at PPG Paints Arena against the Montreal Canadiens. Seth brought to us by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck we build decks year-round, and we're booking into spring and summer 2024. Take advantage of Gerger's current winter special, $1,000 off your new deck if it's installed by March 1st of this year. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Seth, what'd you think of what Kyle Dubas, general manager of the Penguins, had to say yesterday up in Cranberry? Uh, well, not a lot, to be honest with you. I just, I, he said a lot without saying much, if that makes sense. Um, and he was pretty open about that. He just said, you know, he's not going to give us too many details. It's, it's kind of funny. I, I think you know, when Jim Rutherford was a general manager, he would say, oh, we need a left winger. And like two weeks later, Jason Zucker would show up. Uh, when Ron Hextel was a general manager, he would say, oh, we like our team. And then like two weeks later, Jeff Carter would show up. So, um, Kyle Dubas was pretty upfront with just, uh, not being willing to reveal too many details. And I get that. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that. I mean, he has a, you know, to run the hockey team and, you know, necessarily giving away his, uh, master plan, it probably wouldn't help him facilitate that too much. So, um, he gave a few insights on a few things, but for the most part, uh, um, he was very, uh, I don't want to say coy, but just, um, reserved in terms of, uh, the information he did give up. So they basically think he's got three options and none of them are all that good. He could go out and try to acquire help for this team that's floundering right now. And I don't think it would do much good because I just don't think they can catch up in the Eastern Conference standings. They don't have very much to give up to get quality help anyway. They could sell, but if they sell, then I think they're alienating that core group that stayed to allegedly chase one more Stanley Cup. And he could stand pat. And if he stands pat... That's not going to do any good for the rest of this year, nor is he going to accomplish a stated goal, which is to get younger. That's one thing he was upfront about, getting younger. And in an effort to do that, something's going to have to go out the door. Um, I don't think any of those three options are great. How do you think he plays it? Um, well, he's going to allow things to play out the next two weeks. I mean, if the Penguins you know, miraculously you know, win the next uh, six of eight games or, or whatever it is between now and the trade deadline. And maybe that changes the arithmetic a bit here. 
Um, but if they follow suit as they have been here for, you know, the past, you know, month or so, uh, uh, that doesn't seem, you know, very likely. And I, th- I think at that point, Kyle Dubas is going to be reserved to, um, I don't know if selling is the right word, but just uh, proceeding as a team that's not bound for the playoffs. Um, and it, it, it's not to say, you know, you, you sell away Jake Gensel for a bunch of first round draft picks or whatever, but you know, you, maybe you deal him away for, um, a more NHL ready, uh, younger, uh, a younger NHL ready player, I guess, I guess you could say whether that's a, you know, a top six forward or, a, you know, a, a, a top defenseman, whatever it might be. Um, you can go that route, even to a lesser extent. I mean, let's, you know, Chad Ruido. I, I know Chad Ruido is not going to make or break anyone's roster, but. Um, last year was a contract. You know, some teams might be willing to take him on just uh, for maybe a late round draft pick or, or whatever. Um, just so you have, uh, you know, some draft capital there. Um, you know, almost the way, you know, like Philippe Boucher or, you know, Mark Strike came here with the Pittsburgh Penguins and, you know, we're, we're down the line role players that helped win Stanley Cups here. So um, you can go big with Jake Gensler, you can go small with Chad Riedel, but um, if they continue on this course that they're on right now, you know, losing so many of these games here. Um, that just seems like the most likely, uh, you know, uh, plan of attack here for Kyle Dubas. Again, Seth Roba with us here on the Breakfast of Ben's podcast and the Fans First Network. What's your best guess about what they do there with Jake? You know, I got the impression that he was leaning more towards trading than I had ever felt before. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I felt. Um, I mean, honestly, before yesterday, I thought, you know, maybe keeping Jake Gensel would have been part of their plan as far as, uh, if not being competitive this year, but trying to be competitive again next season. But, um, you know, he flat out acknowledged that just um, they don't have many, uh, you know, assets, I guess, in terms of uh, guys they can trade and get significant return on. And um, Jake's one of them just based on, you know, his where he is, his career at age 29 and just um, entering, you know, entering you know, a potential free agency this summer. So um, he acknowledged that reality and, and kind of just said, you know, we have to do what's responsible here right? and paraphrasing a bit there, but, um, yeah, again, like I said, my, my thoughts as far as, uh, what he would do with Jake Gensel, uh, were swayed, you know, a fair amount, uh, just by, you know, what he said there, uh, the first question of this press conference there. So, um, again, nothing's guaranteed, you know, things can still work out here uh, in terms of if they want to keep him, if they want to, you know, make a playoff run, even if that's, you know, far, you know, uh, you know, pie in the sky kind of thought, but, um, no, he, the fact that he just was willing to acknowledge just the, the scenario around Jake Gensel and the team's, uh, you know, hopes right now, uh, you know, really, you know, I guess put it in the focus that trading away Jake Gensel is a very, very real possibility, if not probability. I'd lean more towards the latter now, given what we heard yesterday from him. If they do move Gensel, that takes away from Sidney Crosby, probably the best consistent winger, scoring winger that he's played with, aside from the brief time that he had with Marion Hosa. Uh, what, what do they do then to replace him? Is it then try to figure out a way in the off season to swing that. And I guess it kind of dovetails in with the same issue and question that they've got right now. Doesn't, how do they do that in terms of cap space and uh, ability to move assets to get another Jake Gensel? Well, uh, in the short term, I mean, they, I think they would just, you know, keep Ricard Raquel in that spot. And, you know, for all his struggles this year, Ricard Raquel's best production this year has come as Sidney Crosby's winger. And, you know, by the way, Ricard Raquel still has, about what I think four years left on his contract after this season. So um, the idea of Ricard Raquel opening up the season as you know a top line winger on this team isn't uh, isn't ridiculous just based on uh, the conditions of his contract and his track record uh, here with Sidney Crosby. So 
I think that would have to be a possibility. I mean, uh, frankly, they missed the playoffs again. You know, anything's a possibility in terms of who, get, who goes, who stays. But um, yeah, I wouldn't dismiss Ricard Raquel as an option there. Uh, but you know, clearly, as we saw with Kyle Dubas's past offseason, he's not afraid to, you know, go for a home run. You know, with in terms of making major trades or major transactions. Uh, um, you know, the Eric Carlson trade basically took two months uh, for him to unfold. And you know, I think there were, what, 12 players or draft picks involved, like $36 million worth of cap space. So um, if they feel that they need to bring in a, 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 signif- a different significant uh, uh, winger, uh, you know, we're talking like a 30-40 goal guy, uh, um, they've shown that, that they have the willingness and the determination to kind of do that just based on their track record with Eric Carlson. So um, it would have to be something that unfolds in the offseason, whether it's at the draft, free agency, or you know, going into August, like it did with Carlson. But um, you know, Dubas has shown Kyle Dubas has shown he has the creativity and, and, and just the wherewithal to to swing a major transaction like that. Seth, what else could happen in terms of who they send out? Like if they don't perform well enough that they're tempted to stick it out, stand pat, or add, if these next two weeks don't go great, who conceivably could be moved? When he says all are on the table, all options are on the table, what does that truly extend to? Well, just to be clear, they have, they have I think I looked this up, 13 players with no movement or no trade clauses. That doesn't make it impossible to make trades, but it does you know create a slight impediment. So, um, uh, so they maybe are a little bit limited there in terms of what they can move out, move in, whatever, but um, you know, Riley Smith sort of seems like a guy that uh, I, I think all parties concerned would like to maybe end that marriage. Uh, just hasn't worked out here after a quick start there. Um, I, I, I you know, he has played a little bit better as of late. Uh, you know, playing on third line, he helped contribute. I think to was Lars Eller's goal against the Islanders. So um, I'm almost wondering if he's maybe a little bit more motivated to put some better film on tape. Uh, or someone out there as far as you know how he's playing as of late right now uh maybe help facilitate trades so i think you, know, you probably could just based on his recent history you know otherwise steady uh career as a 20 goal 50 point guy you can easily you know have a market there for him um uh, other than that i mean they, they don't have many options i mean lars eller I, he actually doesn't have a, a trade clause i'm kind of surprised with his contract not that he's really been a problem but um, you know, again, that's a guy. If you got rid of his contract at uh, 2.45 million a year, he has another year going into next year. I have to imagine you you could get an okay return for him, maybe like a fourth, fifth round pick, something like that. Um, the only other guy I could see on defense uh, that you'd be able to move out uh, or reasonably move out would be uh, uh, Chad Ruido. Again, just if someone's looking for like a seventh, eighth defenseman, you can maybe get like a late round pick there. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, I mean, he's on. That's a guy you could probably get a decent return on, just based on how limited goaltending is around the NHL. Um, One-year deal, one point five million, uh, wouldn't uh, you know upset any other team's uh, you know salary cap? You would think too much. And um, like, if, if being in the division wasn't an issue, I, I don't know that the Penguins would be too you know too hung up over say training him the New Jersey Devils, who've been looking for goaltending all year long. So. Um, those are the guys I just kind of scanning through the roster that I would I would look at and say, yeah, those are maybe kind of leading candidates. The Penguins could move out with some ease uh, and, and you know uh, get a few you know future assets in return, whether it's prospects or uh, you know more likely just draft picks. Seth, what'd you think of what Sullivan had to say when he was asked about the one goal games that they've lost? 
Uh, it wasn't the best, a good moment. For him, let's put it that way. Um, I don't know that the question, the way it was phrased, or, or, or through the to use the key word there was context was all that outrageous. Uh, the way he kind of erupted on uh, it was from a reporter from Montreal who asked it. Um, I, I just don't know where exactly that came from. I mean, hey, I've been on the receiving end of some questions where, where Mike Sullivan's kind of blown up too. Um, but uh, I, I just uh, I don't know exactly where that one came from. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, why he reacted the way he did. Um, you know, he was pointing out that he made a, a point about um, okay, well, we lose some of these one goal games, but if we're down and we we come back, you know, that's a different context. Well, it, it's not exactly a complimentary context the way he laid it out there. So. Um, maybe just a bad moment for him. We all have them. Uh, um, I just don't know that the, um, I, again, I'm just, I'm still kind of confused for, by it just in terms of where it came from as far as Mike Sullivan's reaction or, um, just the argument he was making. It was, it was confusing for me. I didn't understand the premise of we should be given bonus points basically, for having been down big and making big deficits into one-goal games that we still didn't win. Well, then the problem is you're still getting down too big, and the corollary, of course, to that is, like, should I then take away credit that you're given for one-goal wins if you have leads that you allow the other team to catch up to you? Because they have blown third-period leads before on a couple of occasions this year, too. Yeah, I, frankly, I think maybe the crux of it was he had been asked that maybe earlier in the week, and you know, uh, came an answer then. And, um, that, again, that, I don't think that, dis, you know, dismisses or excuses just the way he erupted on, on the reporter there for, for what he, what he did. But, um, yeah, just to me, the, the whole episode, I guess, if you want to call it, that was just, just confusing. Um, and, and, and Hey, I mean, they've what, well, lost five or six games here, five or the past six games here. So it's, it's not exactly a, and I, uh, a happy time, I guess, within, within the penguins offices at the moment, but, um, but yeah, just just a bad moment there for Mike Sullivan. I, I just again, I'm I'm just confused as to how why he reacted the way he did. Maybe it's because they've lost so many one goal games. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. You know, I think was it four of the five are one goal games and three are in regulations. They weren't even getting points. And then he had that defense of his power play too, Seth, that took place after the game against the Islanders. Which, by the way, that team sports a terrible penalty kill, the worst in hockey. And they still went over three and ostensibly allowed a shorthanded goal as Barzell was coming out of the box. But you get the point. It still was not a. It was not a night where I felt like uh, the power play needed to be so austerely defended, and it was. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for you know recognizing the process and and how things go and, and all the underlying numbers. But I mean, I mean, ultimately the only numbers that matter for the power play is if you put one in and if you put them in at you know timely moments and. Um, you know, really, I mean, the Barzell goal, I mean, it's, it's an even strength goal, but just, um, you know, the Penguins largely didn't do anything for that preseason two minutes. You know, there was only one shot on that and that was by Ryan Pollock, an Islanders defenseman. Um, and then, you know, Lars Eller, uh, you know, fires a, a bad angle shot or pass and ends up you know, basically becoming a, a breakout, uh, for, for Matthew Barzell coming out of the, um, out of the penalty box there. So, um, you know, it's, it's for the power play. It's not even that it's just not scoring goals. I mean, it's it's sucking life out of them as that as it did in that moment right there. So um, again, I, I I understand just given the with the scope of like how bad it's been, you you, you, you almost maybe want to look at any small victories they can accomplish. I don't know that they accomplished anything like that uh, in that game, but 
um, the standard has become so low for this power play that um, if they just execute well in the, in the process of it, that, that almost seems like a, um, a triumph for, for just again, against the context of just how poorly it's played most of the season. Seth, thanks. Greatly appreciate it. We'll see you at the rink tonight for the game against the Canadians. Uh, just remember your context, Tim. Seth Roba joins us weekly in our hockey podcast brought to you by Gerger Construction. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.